communicating the written version, I guess, of what you just talked about in the meeting is really important for a meeting's productivity. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Famke. And my name is Charlie. Today's episode topic comes by way of a listener. We love when this happens. We had an email from a listener who asked to remain anonymous for this, and we always want to respect that. But today we're going to be talking about how to have productive meetings and project check-ins with your teammates. This listener said that ever since uh, COVID and their company has gone from working together in an office to working remotely from home, they've had much less contact, like much less meetings with their teammates and their managers. And the meetings they do have are often really unproductive. The team is small. And so they're like frustrated by this and looking for advice on how to make these meetings more productive and, and get more value out of them. So I think this would be a good topic for both of us to talk about. Mm -hmm. I've been remote for a long time. You've been remote uh, before your job at Uberfem and also obviously this year as well. Obviously. Yep. So we should have some good advice to share, I hope. First though, Fem, since we skipped our check-in last week. Oh, we did too. Let's have it this week. How are you going? What's up? Yeah, let me think. The last few weeks. So a week ago, I ran a design workshop along with a colleague of mine, Angie Kwan. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast that we were doing that but TLDR we had planned a workshop uh, to actually give back in March at a conference and I think you all know how that story ends so we had this workshop that we'd created and we still really wanted to to do it because we were really proud of it and thought that the material was really good so we set up an Eventbrite and we ran this free workshop kickstarting your design career it was about two hours long very interactive on zoom with breakout rooms and things like that I think we had about 30 people attend so it was like nice and intimate and small Uh, and so yeah that was really fun we've been getting some really good and positive of feedback and I've had a lot of people like who were reaching out wanting to get in we had to cap the attendees because it was breakout rooms we wanted to like make sure we could manage it but um we're hoping to run it again so those of you who are interested keep an eye out uh because we definitely would love to do another session of this after all the positive feedback we got Uh, and it was actually really fun and cool to to run and facilitate a workshop like I think you've done workshops before, right, Charlie? I've done a lot of like public speaking, like giving talks at conferences, but not really a workshop. So it was kind of different, but um, really fun because I felt it was a lot more engaging. You can actually talk to people. And I was like jumping in and out of the breakout rooms to, to pop in and say hi. So yeah, I think that went really well. Other than that, I mean, winter is approaching here for sure woke up this morning to like a sliver sliver layer of like ice and snow so that's definitely coming uh we've been taking Kaya out walking now that she's 13 weeks I think uh our puppy that we got about a month ago I was just gonna say we should tell people that's a dog (laughs) for those who uh yeah maybe missed that episode announcement uh so yeah we've been out walking her which has been really fun she's growing so fast she's learning so fast she's such a smart dog Um, so yeah, it's been really nice to, honestly, I've been spending a lot of my spare time with her. Like I've noticed my, my YouTube, you know, I wish I was uploading more regularly, but I'm prioritizing time with my puppy at the moment, which I don't feel bad about. So, you know, priorities change depending on life situations, but still doing the YouTube of course, and really excited about some of the uploads I have for the rest of the year. Nice. Yes. I, so I have done workshops in the past and I, I much prefer them to, 
like giving a prepared talk on a stage. Usually my workshops have a bit of like prepared talkness to them, but I always like, I don't know, with any talk I do, I want to want people to get value from it and have some takeaways and things like that. But in a workshop, you can like kind of make sure that happens because you're giving people the tools and like they're asked to do it right then and there. And I don't know. I just, yeah, love workshops. It's awesome. And it's great to hear that yours, yours went well. Yeah. What have you been up to the past few weeks? Well, um, I started a Twitch channel in the past few weeks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Please tell us more about this new venture. Yeah, well, it's something I've been thinking about doing ever since like April, but then just like didn't because I'm not really, I don't know, I feel like a, such an outsider in that world of gaming and Twitch, live streaming, all of that. Like, I don't know. That's just not not really a thing I've been very involved in. Um, so I felt like it would be weird if I suddenly started doing it. But I've been watching a lot more live streams lately and just, I don't know, just decided, you know, screw it. Let's just freaking do it. If it's something you want to do, just do it. And it's been so fun to just hang out, play games, talk to people in the chat, completely low pressure, like no pressure, as opposed to my YouTube channel where I do feel a lot of pressure to like, you know, be presenting valuable content and, you know, be in a niche and be growing it. Twitch is sort of just like anything yeah. goes, <laughs> um, do whatever the heck you feel like and uh just just have some fun and connect with people and so that's been really cool a good good new fun hobby for me wish that it could have been one that didn't involve a screen but <laughs> here we are <laughs> yeah i mean i i noticed that not only have you been streaming your gaming but i think you also streamed recently building in webflow right yeah i did um that's something i want to do more of too like i want to stream some design stuff and i'm gonna see how i can turn that webflow stream that i did into an edited video for the YouTube channel. So it can sort of be like, you know, two birds, one stone, that sort of thing. We'll see, we'll see how that turns out. But that's really the only update that I have for you. That's the only <laughs> new thing in life lately. Everything else has been very much the same. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting how like Twitch like lessons, I wouldn't say lowers like the quality barrier, but definitely I think lowers the like performance barrier of like feeling you have to show up and provide value. And like with a live stream on YouTube, there's like a lot of hype. Um, I feel like Twitch is just a lot more low key, which is nice. Yes, definitely low key. Just really nice people in the chat and low pressure. So I've been enjoying it and uh, might stream some more this weekend. <laughs> cool. Well, let's get into the show's topic. I think we're like let's. seven minutes in now. So thanks to everyone listening for our, our catch up for the last seven or so minutes. Meetings and project catch ups. Do you want to share maybe a little bit how this works at convert it like you're a remote first company like would love to hear if you have processes around this or like specific tools that you use I'm sure that like there's a lot that these sort of non-remote friendly companies could learn from from how you do that at ConvertKit so would love to hear what this what, what this looks like for you and your team yeah so I would say that most of our project catch-ups tend to happen asynchronously they tend to be updates in Basecamp rather mm. than a meeting that everyone joins to like check in on how a project is going. So that is my first call out for this person, honestly, is to like maybe you this team that you're on needs to start thinking more in that way, being remote, like checking in through a post update and making sure that everyone knows what ones they need to read, what ones they like are optional and everyone's providing that information there for anyone to check in on at any time. 
so that you always have an idea of where a project is at. You can slip into patterns of waiting until a meeting to ask a question or to tell someone how something's going when you know that a meeting's coming up. I've found myself doing this with some some of the people on the ConvertKit team I have regular one-on-ones with. I'm like, oh, just wait till the next time we meet, you know? And in doing that, you're delaying getting the answer to that question until the next meeting when you could just ask them right now and have that conversation asynchronously, you know? So yeah, that's the approach we try to take, I guess, is that not everything needs to be a meeting. Project updates should happen more in an asynchronous format and meetings should be used more for strategy and brainstorming and conversation, not me telling you what I'm doing, you telling me what you're doing, uh, and then we get off the call. I don't think that's that's very productive for anyone. Yeah, that was going to be my, my follow-up question is what is a meeting at ConvertKit? So it sounds like it's more like when there's a need to have some sort of discussion or, or collaboration. Is that right? Yeah, that's usually what we try and use meetings for. Although, like I said, there's definitely some meetings I have on my calendar that are standing meetings Right. that, you know, you sort of, I don't know, you get really prepared with them to start with. And then as the weeks go on, mm. you prepare less in advance and you sort of show up and think, okay, what do we have to talk about today? And um, that's just not how you should approach meetings. Meetings should have a clear agenda beforehand of like what needs to be discussed so that everyone can bring, you know, their collected thoughts to the table. With my team, because I have a team now, uh, my brand oh, team, yeah. I've been running our weekly meetings by posting a Basecamp post in advance about the topic and why I want to talk about it, some questions and like things to think about, because um, they've so far mostly been strategy and, and brainstorming discussion calls. So that way the team knows in advance what the topic is and they can think about it and decide, okay, what are my thoughts on this? What do I have to share? What ideas do I have to bring up? And we we take the call from there and it's sort of like me moderating the discussion in a way is is the meeting. Right. Yeah. At Uber, we definitely have a very meeting heavy culture. Uh, We don't have any sort of like project management tool I guess like we don't use Trello we don't use Basecamp and so naturally by default a lot of things fall on meetings or emails which is definitely not my preferred like method of communication and getting updates and things but that just seems to be the culture that's formed uh, at Uber. I would say that probably 80% of my meetings each week are recurring things like a team meeting that we have every week or they're like a a design review that just like recurs every week and, and maybe the the presenter changes. So a lot of them are very recurring. And because of that, I think there's like a bit of expectation on what's going to be discussed. Uh, and we, the same, like we do try as much as possible to have upfront agendas. And like, if there's nothing anybody wants to talk about, then we'll cancel it to save everybody time. So we do try to be a bit like time conscious of, of everyone's workload and responsibilities. I would say that one kind of unique thing we have on the Uber Eats team is called the checkpoint process. Ooh, okay. Love a good process. I've mentioned it quite a bit on the YouTube channel, but haven't really dived deep into it. TLDR, how it kind of works is there's like five checkpoints throughout every project. And each of these checkpoints is like, it can either be a meeting, usually it it is a meeting, but it can also be like sent out as an email as well. And it's like checkpoint one is like project kickoff. So it's like, what's the problem we're trying to solve? Or like, what's the opportunity? Checkpoint two is like 
going into some of the like design concepts that we have and the different directions we're thinking or the different sort of solutions. Checkpoint three is like final solution. So it's like the final design, the final sort of proposed direction. Checkpoint four is like the go-to-market strategy. So like how we're going to launch this, like engineering's been done, they give their demo, it's all ready to go. And then checkpoint five is kind of like a post-mortem, like, okay, it's been live for a while, like here's some results. And that process can take... I don't know, six months, like checking in, you know, from, from beginning to very, very end of like a project being live. And I feel like that process, I really appreciate because it's very standardized. There's like a presentation, like template that like you fill out, you just put your slides in there. Everybody's very familiar with it. It's done across all projects. So the expectation is really clear. Everyone's super familiar. And so I find that's been a really helpful way to kind of standardize, like, I guess, project check-ins, I suppose, or like, it's, it's kind of like communicating out to anyone involved in the project or like stakeholders or people you're collaborating with. So everyone's kind of up to date with the project. Um, and I've really appreciated that having this like process that, um, sort of, I guess is borrowed across all of the project teams. Yeah, because it means you're you've got this you're speaking the same language essentially, right? Right. Like you all know what it means to be at each different checkpoint, and it's an easy way to be like, "Where is this at?" Oh, it's at this point. Yeah, um, exactly. And you can all understand what that means. Yeah, I think that's really important. How does this feed into your meetings? Like, how how is the checkpoint process used in check-in meetings? Yeah, so the checkpoints themselves, like I said, are usually a meeting, right? But they can it can be sent out as an email, um, but most of the time it's a meeting. Uh, I would say that like leading up to those checkpoints, we have our like I kind of mentioned our our regular like weekly team syncs, you know, and that's kind of our space to like talk about how we're progressing towards the next checkpoint or like updates from engineering or maybe I'll show some new design concepts or things like that. And that meetings with our like pod team, if that makes sense. So like all the engineers and and the product folks that are assigned to that project and the checkpoints are more like, what's the word? Like cross functional or like cross disciplinary, like we'll invite folks from like parallel teams um, that like maybe have like a stake in this project, but they're not like actively involved, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Have you found, because uh, this listener who emailed us said that their company that used to work together in an office is now working remote, has led to less meetings and team check-ins with, with managers and teammates on projects. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, what's it been for you? Has it led to more about the same? I know it's not less. <laughs> I would say it is more, I think. Okay. Uh, especially initially. I would say maybe now it's kind of like evened out, but yeah initially definitely was more because I feel like we were trying to overcompensate for the lack of face-to-face time that like everything became a meeting yeah that makes sense I wonder if because unfortunately we (laughs) well it's my own fault I didn't respond to this person (laughs) and ask follow-up questions before this uh we we started recording but I wonder if their meetings when they're in the office were more ad hoc and if Mm. that's why it's led to less now that they're remote because there's less of the bumping in and the like just discussing something and they're being like, Oh, we should pull this person into this. And right, you know, all yeah. of a sudden you're having a meeting. That's definitely been the case for how meetings happen for me in past jobs. 
you know, that that would be a, a way that it would happen in an office. So I can understand how, how that would lead to less when being remote. And I can also understand how that would lead to just in general, a culture of unproductive meetings when right. things aren't organized like that. Totally. So another thing that I like, I'm not sure of is what this person means by unproductive, like what is unproductive to them? Because I think some people might listen in on a ConvertKit meeting we have where it's just all like brainstorming and discussion and strategizing uh, and be like, but you didn't make a plan. Like that was really unproductive because now like, what What now? Um, and I mean, that is a point. Uh, <laughs> I think meetings should always have a next step from them as well to be a productive meeting. So for me, often from our brand team meetings we've been having, the next step has been for me to write up, sort of like synthesize our notes and our thoughts and and share them with the wider company. Or if like, you know, tasks came out of it to assign the task to the right people and get them and set up in base camp. Um, but there's stuff that I don't do, like need, doesn't need to happen on the meeting itself. But I would say that to make a productive meeting, you do need to make sure you have that in place before the meeting ends. Okay, okay, we've we've talked about this. What You've talked about a problem what now? What do we do about it? And we don't have to solve it here on this call, but who's going to be responsible for solving it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's get it on their list. Let's set a deadline for when that needs to happen by. Yeah. Not doing that step is what I feel can lead to really unproductive meetings. You know, when you show up and you're like, okay, we talked about stuff and I don't know why I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I think there's a few factors that contribute to a productive meeting. One, I think is that it needs to be scheduled <laughs> uh not spontaneous and ideally have like an agenda up front and then something that we do that I think is helpful and I'm sure you do it at ConvertKit too is like taking notes during the meeting and we have like a central like repository where you can go and see all the notes from the meeting so if I missed one I can go and catch up there uh then I think we call them action items I think that's similar to your next steps yeah uh, I think that's also really important to have so yeah, I think that those factors can contribute to a successful meeting. I would say like something else that's, that's I think interesting to consider and sounds like you were kind of leading into this is we call it the racy model. Have you heard of that before? Um, maybe. Okay. What does it's, it stand for in yeah, your case? So it stands for responsible, accountable, consulted and informed. Okay, and no, so, that's not the acronym I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, yeah, it ends with an I, not a Y. Not an E. Okay. <laughs> or E, okay. We don't, like, use this model, like, we're not, like, actively in every meeting, like, using this model, but I think it's definitely really helpful in the beginning of a project, for example, by, like, kind of identifying, okay, within this project, like, who's responsible for these things? Who's accountable for these things? Who do we need to consult? And who do we need to inform? Uh, and for us, like the, the checkpoint process I was talking about, that's like that informed group. Um, yeah. Maybe like the responsible and accountable group is like the engineers and then me, the designer, the product manager, like that's those groups of people. Uh, and so I find like if you're in a meeting where maybe like you're writing action items, but you're like, oh, who do I assign these to? Or like, how do we move forward? I, I find sometimes thinking about that model can really help, um, I guess, like assign accountability to different people yeah I like that I'm curious to know you mentioned that taking notes in a meeting who takes notes in your meetings uh usually the the owner of the meeting okay so the owner of the meeting will take notes and put them into that like central repository place yes cool I think that's something that's important to make sure is clear at the front of a meeting as well you know like we don't have 
that same culture, I guess, at ConvertKit, where it's always like every single meeting, the owner is going to take notes. Sometimes the meeting owner might be like, can someone take notes? And then it's like, right. you know, someone volunteers. But, but I think the important point is make sure someone is, if it's going to be stuff that, um, you know, is being discussed, uh, you need to capture it somehow so that you can act mm-hmm. on it later for sure. Mm-hmm. I think another good thing to do as well, and what I really encourage this listener to do is to speak up about the fact that they're finding these meetings unproductive mm-hmm. because it's a waste of not only your time, but the whole company's time. If you are continuing to show up to these meetings that are unproductive and, you know, feeling frustrated by it. Um, I had a situation the other day where I was in a meeting and at the end of the meeting, I was like, I just could have read an update about that. Like, you know, the, the this meeting could have been an email thing. Um, you know, I was sort of like on the outskirts of this project. I really didn't need to know all the nitty gritty and like hear the discussion of like, okay, well, who should send this email when? And, you know, that like, it, it didn't need to involve me. Right. Um, I wasn't useful <laughs> in any way to it. Um, and my time for the company could have been better spent elsewhere. And so I spoke up about it. I was like, hey, in the future, I'd like to make sure I'm only in these meetings when it's something that I'm directly involved in and that I can add value to. So, you know, when you set the topic, let me know if, if it's something that, um, you know, you're going to need my input on because I'm excited to be there when I, my input is needed. But in this case, I felt like I could have just read an update on it. Right. And the meeting owner was like, yep, great, noted. You know, no, no hard feelings or anything like that. So I really want to encourage this listener to speak up about the fact that they're finding these meetings to be unproductive. And um, perhaps sort of like I did in that situation where I suggested, I wasn't just like, I didn't need to be there. I gave a solution in the Mm -hmm. sense of saying, Mm -hmm. I would like to be there for meetings that involve, you know, this, this and this, um, so that we sort of have a framework in place. So maybe this person could call out what they're finding unproductive. Maybe they could volunteer to be the note taker or the action item assigner just to sort of get that process rolling and get that um yeah culture established within the company totally i really like that suggestion aside from meetings do you have any thoughts on the more kind of informal like project syncs or like project check-ins like for example i'm currently collaborating with another designer on a project and so we're kind of like co-designing uh, and because of this we actually at the moment have daily check-ins like every day we're, we're jumping on zoom for 30 minutes and kind of catching each other up on what we've been working on and like how we want to move forward and using that time to make decisions together have you ever worked that way before with someone or, or do you have any tips or advice on the more sort of like collaborative check-ins I suppose I haven't had daily stand-ups because I've never worked as part of like a, you know, agile methodology or I don't know, it just hasn't been a a way that I've worked in the past. But with Corey, we have a a site squad stand-up at the start of the week and at the end of the week. So it sort of like bookends our weeks. And the start of the meeting one, the Monday meeting, is a very quick like 15 minute sync to be like, this is what I've I'm planning this week. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm going to need from you. You know, he can ask me questions on anything that he's unclear of that he needs to focus on this week. And it's sort of like an accountability thing, I guess, to just both show up, say what you're going to do. And then at the end of the week, we sort of meet to discuss what we have done. Mm -hmm. And that's when we dig deeper into, it's like more open space to dive into problems and, and things like that. So that's probably the closest I've come to what what you're talking about. And yeah, honestly, like the past few weeks, we haven't been as regular with them. Like it, it sort of feels like, like I said at the start, with regular recurring meetings on my calendar, I can I feel like I can get lax about them and sort of just show up and like think on my feet for the call rather than having prepared in advance, which right. I don't think is very productive. 
Yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, we don't have these like des- like stand-ups, I suppose, on the design side. I know our engineering team does them, um, but we don't on the design side. I think like what you were talking about, how you and Corey kind of check in about the project and stuff, is that's usually what we do in our like pod team meetings, I guess, that we have once a week. Uh, so it sounds kind of similar. Yeah, I guess in this in this use case I was talking about where I'm like, co-designing or like working very closely or very actively with another person on a project I think meeting once or twice a week probably is not quite enough so yeah we're meeting daily at the moment and I'm trying to think like if this would differ or how this would differ if we were in the office I guess you would maybe sit next to each other yeah like I don't know if we would have set up these like 30 minute meetings every day like I wonder if it would have just been a bit more like ad hoc collaborative because you're like in the office together right you can like talk to each other you're sitting right there yeah I don't know I, I think it might have been different yeah I think so I think that being remote sort of forces you to get more organized with that time because the yeah you're not going to have the spontaneous moments can I just touch on something that kind of concerns me from this this email is the fact that they've said that they're not having nearly as many check-ins with m- managers and I don't know if that means they're like a one-on-one with their manager. Like that's not happening as regularly now that the company is remote. Mm. That feels like a problem to me because it's just as important to be, you know, checking in with your manager, getting the support that you need, getting unblocked remote as it is in person. So my suggestion there would be to set up a regular meeting cadence with your manager. Be the one to suggest it if that's not in place already. I meet with mine, my manager every week and I meet with my direct reports one-on-one every two weeks but like my calendar's open to them if they need to meet more regularly than that but we found like a two-week cadence seems to work out well um but yeah definitely do that because I was in a situation in a previous job where I basically never had one-on-ones with my manager Mm. and it kind of sucked in the end (laughs) because it made it really awkward to leave honestly because I had to be like well now I have to set a meeting um because oh. <laughs> we don't have like a dedicated time that I'm going to talk and like who knows maybe if we'd had re- more regular one-on-ones and I was being asked like you know about what my needs were there and things like that maybe I would have stayed longer I don't know but yeah it is a problem and those are meetings that I I think are quite important to have totally yeah I definitely encourage like regular cadenced one-on-ones with your manager I I have mine every week uh, with my manager and we're very like proactive in like during the week I'll like pop things in that come up that I know I want to talk about with him or like during our one-on-one we'll like move stuff to talk about like oh we'll talk about this next time so we're like always kind of proactively setting the the discussion topics I can't imagine not having those like right I've always I guess in tech maybe it's a tech thing I don't know like I've always had these regular like regular cadenced one-on-ones with my manager I feel like if that were to go away I would feel a bit lost honestly and a bit like confused I really appreciate the support that those regular meetings give me so yeah I would definitely encourage this person to discuss with their manager setting up regular cadenced one-on-ones and you mentioned their like discussion topics what what tool are you and your manager using to save those for next time and like to note things down this is not going to be exciting at all we use google docs for everything i, I had a feeling that was what you're going to say even yeah. even for the like the the meeting note taking that i was talking about earlier in this episode and we have like the central repository for meeting notes it's it's a google doc 
the repository is Google Doc. Okay. Yes, it's <laughs> nothing super fancy or exciting, unfortunately. Well, I mean, that just shows how easy it is, though, right? That you don't <laughs> need a special true. tool to make this happen. Because I think just to sum up here, I know we're sort of getting near the end of our episode, I would say the main advice we have for making a meeting productive is having an agenda and a schedule and having clear outcomes at the end mm-hmm. of it. Just like communicating the written version, I guess, of what you just talked about in the meeting um, is really important and for a meeting's productivity. Yep, I totally agree. I think that that's definitely the main um the main action item of this episode. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yes, that is an action item. And also make sure you're meeting regularly with your manager is another action item. <laughs> Definitely. If you don't have that, go and schedule it now. Do you know what, Femme? That just gave me an idea. Like maybe next week we could talk about how we structure one-on-ones with our managers, like the sorts of topics we discuss, questions that we ask, things like that. I feel like there's something I could have found really useful to hear a few years ago when I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this meeting. Totally. Because a one-on-one with your manager is meant to be something that you as the, you know, employee lead and you let them know what you need from them. Yes. So let's do it. Let's talk about that in a future episode. Let's do it. All right. Great. Thank you so much to the listener who submitted uh, this this topic request. It's always nice to, to hear from you what you would like us to talk about or what you're struggling with. So we really appreciate that. If you listening have a topic that you would like to hear on the show, you can tweet us at designlifefm. Or head on over to our website, designlife.fm, and you can contact us there. And just like we did for this episode, we can always leave you anonymous if you want to be. We don't have to call out the company you work for, your name, anything like that. So just like get it off your chest, ask us your question. (laughs) We'll do our best to help you answer it. Uh, If you've enjoyed the show and if you've been enjoying the show for a while, we'd really appreciate your support if you wanted to head on over to patreon.com slash designlife and support us there. Um, it, our show, we keep like, we don't play ads on it and things like that. We have had one sponsor in the full, I don't know how many years we've been running this show. Five years. years. (laughs) Five years. Yep. So we try and keep things, um, ad free like that. So our, our show is Patreon supported for the most part. So we really appreciate all of our patrons. And, uh, when you sign up, you can join our Slack community as well and chat to us in there. For sure. All right. See you next week. Talk then. Bye. Bye.